technology is the most powerful change in the world of education. Everything changes. Welcome to the Emerging Technologies in Education podcast, delivered to you by Clever Books Company. Dear listeners, thank you for joining Emerging Technologies in Education podcast series, and I'm welcoming Deborah today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited about this. Absolute pleasure, Deborah. And I'm really excited to have you on this podcast. And I want to give you the word and honor to introduce yourself, tell which country you're coming from, and a little bit about your background, please. All right, wonderful. Well, I'm Deborah Atchison, or Deb Atchison, but never Debbie. <laughs> um, I am from the Dallas, Texas area in the United States. And so it's pretty awesome that I'm getting to speak to you today in Dublin, all the way from Dallas. So that's pretty cool. Um, I have been in education for about 28 years. So I know that kind of dates myself, but um, I, I've been doing this for quite some time. And since the late 90s, my focus has really been on technology in education. Um, I received my uh, master's degree in in ed tech uh, and educational technology from Pepperdine University. And I was a part of their very first online cadre of master's students. So most of my work was done online um, through that program. And so very um, forward thinking, I think at that time and, and has really set me up for success um, in education. I have taught uh, users from the age of two all the way up to 92 how to use technology uh, most of my education uh, teaching though has been in the k-12 so kindergarten through 12th grade um, here in the United States um, and I guess the probably the coolest job I ever had was I was the personal homeschool teacher for Eddie Murphy's kids for about three and a half years. So that was that was pretty incredible. <laughs> um, but since then, I have been the director of technology professional development for a large district here in the Dallas area. And I left that about three years ago to start my own company. So now I have my own company, Deb Atchison Consulting. And so I travel around the world actually uh, helping teachers learn how to use technology and implement uh, new and innovative things in their classroom. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and then the last thing I'll tell you a little bit about myself is I am one of the founders of EdChange Global, which hopefully I'll get to tell you a little bit more about that um, towards the end, but it's basically a free 24-hour all online professional development that we host for teachers all over the world in the summer. So um, that can be found at edchangeglobal.com. And then my personal website is debatchison.com, D-E-B-A-T-C-H-I-S-O-N.com. So that's me in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> impressive, Deborah. Absolutely impressive. Wow. That's a massive background. And you definitely have a lot of ideas to share. And you have so much, so much experience. I'm like, um, totally impressed. And well, thank you. <laughs> okay. So they have now thinking which way to start from you. Okay. okay. So let's go step by step. 
So, um, tell me please first, like your ideas about using technology in education um, in general, your positive, negative about that, and why. And you already touched this point when, you know, this changed your life, it was progressive. And it's a great point that now, thanks to technology, I can be located anywhere and I can study in any university of the world. And I think it's amazing, amazing part, kind of keep that, uh, keep that going with the knowledge uh, being consumed, no matter where you're located. So tell me your point of view of using technology. All right, awesome. Well, obviously I'm very positive about the use of technology and education. And um, I think, getting that master's degree online from Pepperdine really set me up for huge success in this area. And what I really like about it is that technology can take us to places that are not easily accessed or allow us to do things that we really wouldn't be able to do without it. So it breaks down barriers that in the past have stood in the way of us becoming global learners. Um, so just like this video call we're having here, we wouldn't be able to do that without the use of tech, but now we're able to do it free. Whereas if I were to have to travel to Dublin to see you, that would be very costly. Um, but luckily Zoom's made that possible for us. So just imagine the experts that you would be able to bring into your classroom through the use of tools like this. I mean, even now, we can use tools like Skype Translator to have a video call with someone else in a different country that speaks a different language, but we are actually hearing what they're saying in our own native language. And to me, that's just incredible. Um, we can also do that same kind of thing with the use of the Google Translate app, if we put it on our phones or our tablets we have in our classroom. And I'm really excited. Um, about the new Pixel Buds, Google's earbuds that you can use with the Google Translate app. I don't know if you've seen those or heard those yet, but I'm personally excited to really fully try those out this week. Um, I have three boys, my three sons have been adopted for, as teens from Ukraine. And uh, luckily we get to keep in touch with the twins' grandmother who's still back in Ukraine, but she only speaks the Russian language. And as a surprise to my twins, she will actually be landing in the U.S. tomorrow for their high school graduation, and they have no clue. So I'm excited about that. But my Russian is pretty weak. So what I'm planning on doing is using my Pixel Buds to be able to have a real conversation with her so she can speak in Russian, and then my phone will tell me what she said in English. I will speak back in English, and she will be able to hear in the pixel buds in her ear in Russian what I said in English so to me that just blows my mind and I mean how can you not get excited about that kind of stuff um, just think about the possibilities those kinds of things bring to us not only personally but in the whole education world it's like you said um, when you started this question we can learn from anyone anywhere now so technology breaks down those barriers, whether it's time or language, and it allows us to do so much more than even my parents would have been able to imagine when they were growing up. So all that, in my opinion, is just very positive. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And I, and, I, and I agree. I can't agree more than like 100% with you on that. This is definitely the you know, fantastic time we are living in where you can speak to the person you don't know the language, uh, you know, 
pretty much easily or you can connect with a person on the other side of the globe and it's like this person is sitting in the same room with you it's um i think it's just fantastic fantastic world i think we drill a little bit deeper into maybe some specific um technologies or trends that you you feel um are really beneficial for the um for the educational process maybe some apps or um you know some technology like rvr or 3d printing or some robotic whatever you think is beneficial and why all right well i get really excited when i i see ways that ar vr mr so augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed realities are being used in schools. And even more so excited when I see what's on the horizon in these areas. So as an education consultant, I travel and train for different schools, um, like I told you, but I also do consulting with some companies. And one company I do a lot of training for is called ZSpace. So you can find them online at zspace.com or on the educational side of things, it's zspace.com slash edu but they have a computer system that has virtual reality applications built into it and I just think if I would have had access to something like this when I was in high school or even college I might have gone into the medical field because it's so engaging and intriguing to me like in in science class I did not want to dissect a frog as a high school student. I paid my lab partner to do all the dissecting and I wrote up all the paperwork. But on the Z space, I can dissect a frog and really understand what my teacher would be trying to get me to learn. Or I can even look at something as large as a human cadaver, cadaver in this virtual environment and be able to manipulate things, pull them apart, turn them them around and see them excuse me see them in this virtual and that just makes me excited about studying topics like anatomy or physiology and I sure did not get excited about those topics in science class when I was a student that's for sure but every time I train teachers on Z space whether it's in um, a public school or it's even on a college level I get really excited and so do my participants so I see students so engaged with this virtual reality and not just Z-Space, but all virtual reality that when the bell rings to end class, they have to be forced off the machines or forced out of class. And it's not because they're playing the latest VR game, but they're learning in a way that's just not possible on a 2D piece of paper or on a textbook. One of the teachers said, it's like an awakening of the child's mind. And I think how awesome would it be to teach a class where all the students' minds were awakened to the possibility of learning for the day. I mean, that would just be incredible. Um, but also in uh, AR, I love all of the AR books because they bring the stories or the content you're learning to life. And as a young student, y'all probably think <laughs> I wasn't very smart as a kid because I didn't like science. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm not a good reader either when I was a kid. But I was a good student. <laughs> but it was hard for me to stay focused when reading novels. Uh, hard for me to kind of comprehend the written words on the page. But now I can look at like books like the Anomaly series books or any of the other AR books that are out there. And things pop off the pages. They come to life to me. And so if I had access 
books when I was younger, I think I would have been a much better reader because I would have been able to comprehend and understand that story better. And I'm actually hoping to get my hands on some of your clever books, AR content soon, because what I read about it online is just so incredible. And I want to add that to uh, all my presentations that I do for teachers around the globe on AR books or AR content. But you know, I could go on and on about AR and VR forever, but I know your podcast isn't that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. And I, and I think that you're so right on the point with the frog. That was also my case. I know. I hate it. And the smell was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, just, I, I just can't. You know, no matter if like, it's a frog or it's a fly or anything, I just can't kill, touch, or, like cut the, the poor thing. And yeah, me either. I feel sorry for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for me to have a look like inside and like, come on, people. And now, thanks to the technology, it's actually like easy and, and no smell, nothing. And you see exactly what you need to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can spend more time on it because it's in that virtual environment. So yeah, I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on the, um, um, on the training that you provide to the teachers that you mentioned at the beginning? Yes, absolutely. So part of my consulting, I uh, train for different so like ZSpace that I mentioned, or I also train for Dell computers here in the state. But I am a Google certified administrator and a Google certified trainer. So um, I also travel around helping schools get set up on their, um, if they're going to be G Suite domain. So like if schools are going Google for the first time, I help them get set up. And then I also help them train their teachers on how to use the tools. Um, and then any content or um, educational application that schools are wanting more training on, I can provide that to them. So I usually work with a school or district or um, maybe a conference that over overseas conference. Um, like I just recently presented at CISA, which is Central Eastern European Schools. Um, and so I work with them on what topics it is that they're interested in, and then I'll devise training um, around that and present it to their teachers. So I really enjoy that. And I say the best part about being an educational consultant is I get to do full-time all the stuff that I love doing in districts, teaching teachers, finding new tools, sharing them, getting kids excited about the use of technology. But I don't have to deal with all the stuff that we don't like in schools, like all the politics. <laughs> you know, I get to go in, work with the teachers, teach them new things, get involved with their kids, and then not have to deal with the, the stuff that is in every school. So I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good thing that you do, and I and I'm also excited. Like each time I meet educators, and if I'm able to give them the helping hand and uh, get something new in the classroom that will create the wow effect, I think it's one of the most important things because at the end we are aiming to do the same. We are aiming to provide um, the tools for the kids that they can develop their skills uh, that will be valuable for them in the future. Um, Absolutely. Because what I see is that uh, currently the educational sector is so way behind the business uh, and, you know, whatever they study now, 
it's absolutely not relevant at the, at the, at the point when they graduate from school. And this is frustrating. It is frustrating. It's very frustrating because we should be preparing them for what they see out in the business world. And so like a lot of times I've taken tools that are used in the business world and then try to integrate them into education and, and bring them in. And sometimes it's kind of an awakening on both sides of that. Like business folks are like, oh, I didn't see the educational implications. And teachers are like, well, I never would have thought to use that because it's not designed for education. But it's nice when you can start helping teachers and students use and see the tools they're going to find when they get out out of high school <laughs> yeah absolutely okay so one more question to you okay so we sometimes like we me and you we are absolutely positive about using education uh, in technology and we try to persuade other people to do that and uh, demonstrate all the benefits and so on and so forth but sometimes we meet people who say like i think that technology should not be in the educational sector and I think it's not the beneficial at all. Um, how do you talk to these people? Do you try to kind of uh, bring them on your side or find out why? Because sometimes it might be fear to fail or just um, I don't want to do that because I'm scared to do that. Um, what do you normally say to those people? Well, I want to say get with the times, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is because I know it's it's most of it is like what you say it's fear you know when when it's, and sometimes we look at teachers that are afraid to use the technology there's some that have been teaching for a while and um, quite honestly because they didn't learn that in college and you know when we were trained uh, to be a teacher those of us who have been in the field for a while we were taught we had to be the expert in the room you know you have to know everything and and teachers don't want to look dumb in front of their students or incompetent so they shy away from the things that they don't want to to that they don't know because they don't understand them and so i try to tell them you don't have to be the technology expert in the room they'll always be that content expert they always know their field but let the kids help you figure out the technology or even teach you how to use it you know, ask them what tools would be good in displaying their knowledge for the content you're teaching them. And learning together is going to do so much more for their students than them coming in and knowing how each and every tool functions ever will. So I tell them to be brave, uh, to start small if they must, but to jump in, to, you know, don't shy away from it. Jump in, don't be afraid, ask questions, watch video, jump on Twitter, start you know communicating with the educators that are there and it's amazing what you can learn in 140 characters on Twitter but it's like one big family so I think when they they jump in then and see people that are using it then maybe they won't be as afraid and you know there's so many tech tools out there and ways that we can express our creative side or teach new things that we're trying to share with our students and so sharing what I'm passionate about, what I'm passionate about, or the latest tool I just discovered with others, not only helps me figure it out, but it helps other educators see that it's okay to find new tools or ways of teaching the same content. So I try to tell tech coaches or folks working with these teachers to share as many new things as possible, because you never know what's going to be the one thing that's 
reluctant teacher to start using it themselves. And you know, I don't know uh, many people that eat the same thing for every meal, um, but sometimes as teachers, we're afraid to venture out and try something new. But when we do that, we just might discover something that's our new favorite. And you know, I get bored pretty easily, so I like to shake things up. Um, and so when I present, even when I'm doing keynote presentations where I have challenged teachers to just jump in, I try and model that being brave and try something new myself in front of the audience. And I say, hey, if, if I'm telling you to do it, I need to do it too. And if it flops, it flops and we've learned something from that experience. But if it works, even better. And we've also learned something new. So I try to be an example of the kind of daring educator I want my participants to be. Because maybe that will help them be brave and attempt new things. But learning together um, in that kind of environment, I think, is going to be encouraging for them. And so I just say, well, if you have to, but jump in. And so I mentioned at the beginning that I'm a founder of something global. And I wanted, to, if it's okay, to tell you just a couple of minutes about that, because that would be a great way for someone to jump in and try something new and from the comfort of their own home this coming summer. Yeah. So I think, okay. So I think I mentioned the website, but at changeglobal.com. And so this coming July 20th, starting noon central time, so that would be like 6 o'clock in the evening Dublin time, I think, would be uh, we're kicking off EdChange Global. This will be our fourth event for teachers. We've had some events for students as well, but it's 24 hours all online, uh, different sessions presented on all kinds of topics. So not just technology use, but classroom management or how do you be a mentor to another teacher that's struggling, any kind of good educational topic that you can think of is going to be covered by facilitators from across the world. So we have teachers um, that have volunteered to, we call, we're calling them game changers because they are a game changer if they're presenting globally uh, on these online tools to share whatever it is they're passionate about. And then teachers from all over the world can jump in, attend one session, several sessions. Uh, we have people that are, I guess, kind of our our groupies, <laughs> they come to every EdChange Global event we have, and some of them have even stayed up the full 24 hours with us. So we don't necessarily encourage you go the full 24 hours without any sleep, but we'll have sessions from around the clock. And we have amazing sponsors that have donated digital prizes to share to our participants. So we'll have lots of challenges to keep things fun and energetic and then give out tons of prizes. and. You'll meet people from all over the world doing exactly what you're doing, trying to be a better teacher um, for the students. So I think we've had teachers join us from 83 countries. So we'd love, I know we've had people from Dublin or from Ireland join us. So we'd love to have more uh, international uh, folks joining us and presenting or just hanging out and learning with us. I think it's an amazing opportunity and I personally would encourage everyone to think of joining, finding the time because I think it's a um, great bunch of information going to be presented and it's absolutely incredible. And yeah. the job that Deborah is doing is, is amazing. She's so knowledgeable. 
<laughs> well, thank you. You are really kind. If you could see me on video, you'd probably see me blushing right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I I really liked when when you touched actually the point that uh, about the food that if you don't try different foods, you don't know what you like, and you will be stuck with the same menu all the time. But we like to try new food, and I think exactly the same should be with the technology. That's a great comparison and a great visual example as well. So thank you, Deborah, a lot for all this time and information that you've given. All the links that Deborah mentioned will be at the end of uh, um, uh, in the blog post. And um, my pleasure hosting Deborah. Thank you. Well, thank you. It was my pleasure visiting with you as well. Everything changes.